This is not about uh, left or right. It's about right or wrong. We know you're out there. We know you're listening. Bigger issues. I'm just going to stop listening to the show. Bigger issues is the mecca for news journalism. Look at the silt. Look at the fluoride. That's all I'm saying. Xenophon, how do you feel about building a wall around South Australia? <laughs> oh, well. Build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. Of course, we can have a sensible debate. South Australia seems to produce politicians of a different calibre. They took our water, Amy, and they're not giving it back. I'm thrilled. I don't just want women to stand up. I want women to jump, fly, maybe. Hey, uh, that was uh, our intro. Uh, this is Bigger Issues uh, here on Radio Adelaide at 101.5. I'm so thankful that Amy's been able to introduce the show today. This was something that we really uh, have been encouraging her to do and uh, we're so proud of her. You may, you may also notice that there is a voice missing. A very loud, very important voice that you're not hearing at the moment. But we uh, love him. We love him nevertheless. We love him to death, but uh, he's not here at the moment. Tom, where is he? Uh, Lockie uh, Blakey is out uh, live in the Botanic Gardens, which I guess gives a bit of a hint into what uh, the theme of the show today is as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The theme is nature, nature week. It's uh, we're looking at kind of science, sustainability, global warming, all the big topics, the big issues, the big issues around nature. Nature. Uh, I mean, I think part of the inspiration of this week uh, was that I guess uh, it's Earth Hour this mm-hmm. Saturday. It's Harmony Day today. Earlier this month was uh, Clean Up Australia Day, and I guess uh, it all sort of compounded into this sort of what today is for yeah, bigger issues. Absolutely. Before we get started, though, Tom, on kind of nature and really diving into that uh, interesting area, I kind of want to talk about uh, Bottlegate. Bottlegate. Um, which listeners of bigger issues may now know. Um, during our first episode, I brought up a pretty interesting news story, I thought. Did you think so, Tom? No, I thought I would totally agree. I was totally on board about with you a, on that one. Uh, a message in a bottle that had been uh, found in Australia, and it was the oldest. But uh, Lockie interrupted me uh, and claimed that it was not a, it was a frivolous news story. So I thought, uh, you know, I just took that, I sat back down. But now I'm like, no, no, I won't take that, Lockie. Uh, and I think it would be a very interesting kind of thing to bring up uh sure sure i've but had several people bring up to me that they would have liked to have heard that story so no i know no in when you as soon as you mentioned Bottlegate, we got a few texts on our text line uh basically saying well yeah we've been waiting for this we've been waiting uh, two weeks until we find out exactly what was in that bottle exactly do we know what was in the bottle uh no, uh, uh well uh no uh mm. Uh, yes, I think it was a message in a bottle. It was a message. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of like the police song, in a way. In a way. In an interesting way. But in a real way as well, not just like a metaphor. No, it was a real message in a bottle. Hmm. Well, I guess that's uh, that kind of solves that case. I mean, something that Bigger Issues likes to do is kind of put a uh, foot down, put the uh, hammer down, put the sickle down. We like to complete things. We like to uh, tick the box. And uh, I hope that all our listeners out there are super glad that they now know what was in the bottle. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you'd like to comment on the bottle, uh, you can call in. Give it, we loved hearing anything from you. Uh, call in 0871325000. We also, before we do cross to Lockie Live, uh, we do have a few comments about the movie review that we did for Film Vital last week. 
Uh, yes, we were. Uh, we we graciously offered to uh, review uh, the post. Mm, each of us we, did a review. It, we all did it, and they played it, which we are grateful for. But um, they called us a few things. They called us comedians, mm. which I'm not sure. I don't really get that. I don't really get the joke. But uh, and, and I believe they also uh, they also said to take our review with a pinch of salt, which I I disagree. I think it was more than a pinch of salt. They said it was like a handful. Oh, it was a lot of salt. Yeah, it was like a salt. Wow. It was like you know when you have your salt shaker and the lid kind of falls off and you're kind of like... Oh, and someone plays a mean prank on you. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Oh. I mean, but it was like as if they were playing a mean prank on us, I guess. Well, then, yeah, I, I wouldn't take our review with any salt. I would take it as completely serious. Mm. Uh, and I'm sure Lockie would agree. But although they did say that, I think they did uh, tend to agree with a lot of the points that we made. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they uh, agree with my a lot of my Meryl Streep comments mm. uh, and the action, you know? Uh, I guess they also basically agreed that uh, a lot of uh, the journalism industry really needs a lot more critique than it's currently getting. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, uh, yeah, again, something that Bigger Issues is really passionate about. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll go on uh, and we've hopefully got Lockie live uh, out in the Botanic Gardens. Uh, hello, guys, you there? Yeah, hey, Hi, Lockie, Lockie. here we are. Hey. How's Hi. it going? Hey, everyone in the studio. It's, uh, it's me, Lockie Blakey, reporting for Bigger Issues live right now in the Botanic Gardens of Adelaide. And uh, we're here looking for uh, the southern grey bats um, what, for Nature Week. They're very uh, important to the local ecosystem and, and, in fact, they're actually quite endangered. Um, and this is one of the areas of Australia and the world where you'll be able to find them. We actually have quite a substantial, sub substantial uh, population of, <laughs> of bats here. <laughs> um, Oh, it's really cold and dark, but well, I'm hoping that I can uh, record uh, uh, some of the calls of these bats for you guys and, uh, and just give you a, a taste of, of South Australia and Adelaide's uh, unique ecosystem <laughs> that you can, you can find here, right here in Adelaide. Um, so we're just walking... Oh, Lucky? Are you you're right? Are you Okay. Lockie, are you Should there? We get someone down. There? <sighs> oh, Whoa. you you're all right. You uh, okay. Did, did you Sorry, fall guys, over something? Just, just a bit of a log. Oh, log oh that's so strange. Or, or Not in the botanic uh, gardens. On the ground there. That's all right. Um, uh, you'd think public grounds like like uh, the Adelaide Botanic Gardens might have some kind of regulations about about hazards like that and being unsigned and all. Uh, you know, this is just typical. This is typical of the SA government, all right? This is what you get. You get people that don't care. It's cynical. They just want power. And, and that's what they get. They get elected every time because people that aren't informed about politics are making the decisions. I, I suppose that's a democracy, but people do not take responsibility. The other day, my mum asked me who she should vote for the day of the election, right? Can you, can you understand how, how messed up that is? That's just wrong. No one should should be deferring their responsibility somewhere else. Someone else. Just oh, I didn't have time to see, see you. You know, if you just watch the news, if you listen to unbiased news like bigger issues, you'll find who to vote. All right? There's no bats. There's no bats out here. 
Back to the studio. Well, there's no bats. Uh, thanks for that uh, report, Lockie. Well, I, I was a bit confused because he fell over there, but then he, he came back. I think the, the gear was also cutting out. I'm not... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. It sounded like something smashed. I hope that wasn't but, expensive. Well, actually, Lockie's just called in. Uh, I think he's just walking back from the Botanical Gardens now. Lockie, are you there? Uh, guys, are you there? Hey, Lockie. Yeah, we're here. Are you all right? Hey, yeah. Look, I'm sorry. Are you, have you going to a song yet? Or like, I've just got, like, I broke the mic. The mic's, the mic's broken. Oh, that's a $2,000 mic. D- yeah. That's Radio Adelaide's mic, by the way. That's, and we'll, and that wasn't yours, Tom. I, t- I fully took that from Radio Adelaide. That's the last draw. That's the last time they're going to Oh, look at Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh. They're going to kick us off. Maybe. I th- are you sure? Oh, God. Going? They're going to kick us off. I, th- I think did, we're going to be... I think, you, I think oh, we're going to be all right. Wait. I think we're going to be all right. Did you talk about Bottlegate? No, Somebody no, told me you talked about Bottlegate. No, 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 we no didn't. that wasn't... We didn't, no, we wouldn't really do that. We wouldn't backstab you when you're away. All right, well, if I listen back to this episode and I hear you guys talk about that, then you're in trouble. Well, no, we did talk about a kind of a bottle. There was an interesting news story about a, a bottle. While you were away, we played Message in a Bottle by the police. Exactly. But well, we didn't talk about what was in the bottle from yeah, those right. few weeks well, ago. It's good that you've gone to a song because, look, like... We're, we're screwed. This is the last bigger issues episode. I think we should be fine. I think we should be fine, Lockie. I just, just, are you, 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 so you're out no, right in the private, Botanic Gardens. No, no, no. Tom, you, I got a private email from, I got a private email from Radio Adelaide. They said, if we screw up one more time, we're out. No, this is that's, a screw up. Don't, just don't worry, Lockie. We, we'll use the rest. Of, we haven't got much of the bigger issues budget left, but we're going to have to use the, the the last remaining bit to rebuy that mic. We, they they won't. They won't. They're, they're not listening. They're not listening. No, nah, this is it. This is, this it. is it. We're gone. Is that? Yeah, yeah, we're gone. If we like, sorry, last episode, guys. Hey, listeners, it's me, Lockie Blakey from Bigger Issues. Last episode. No, I don't think that's true, Lockie. I think we'll be fine. Uh, we'll find some money. It's shattered. It's smashed. I'm sure it's fine. The, people can fix anything these days. Yeah. No. You just send it. It's like the Apple store. You just wait. It's you guys didn't see it. I can't believe the receiver was still picking up my voice. Yeah. After I tripped over. I was, I was a bit confused about that one. That's fine. How are the bats, Lockie? Yeah, how are the bats? Well, I did, there were no bats, obviously. I said that. Well, then what were we live streaming to? What do you mean? Well, we live streamed to you. We sent you. We sent you to the Botanic Gardens, and we had you on. Yeah, I was walking around Botanic Gardens. Somebody told me that uh, Sam. Hello, Sam, if you're listening. Sam told me that the the bats would be there. Uh, supposedly, there's a colony of ten thousand of them in Adelaide, and they're endangered species. But like, no, nah, no, nah, weren't there. Would you say it was a successful live stream, though? I Obviously thought it sounded, not. Sounded quite good until. Did you wait long enough for the bats? Aren't they nocturnal? Well, it's night time, isn't it? It's six o'clock. Well, it's only just night time. I mean, daylight savings hasn't kicked in yet. Well, I, oh, yeah, bats follow daytime savings. Well, I just, you know, we do. Why wouldn't bats? <laughs> well, <laughs> because they're primitive creatures. They've got primitive brains. Mm. Although maybe I have a primitive brain because I trip over and I ruin everything. Oh, there's my phone going off. Yeah, I know. You, I think you were texting me before about uh, everything that was going wrong. I was a bit confused by that. Yeah, that's it. Um, I think, well, I guess we, until we know any further, which I guess will be... In the next few hours, I guess we could continue on with the show. Let's push on. We've got our uh, we've got our top three. Unfortunately, up. unfortunately, I mean, like the mic situation, there's been oh, there's been we've been plagued 
plagued with issues. I think it's kind of like one of those, like, you know, the environment fights back, you know? Yeah, kind of like Mother Nature's reclaiming. Yeah, and I think, you know, bigger issues... We haven't really commented too much on the environment before, but it's I can't imagine it being too happy about what we did say about it in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Especially some of Lockie's more flippant comments uh, regarding kind of Mother Nature's help mm. and what it's given us. Flippant comments. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go into our top three. Uh, do you want to kick us off with our Bigger Issues top one? Bigger Issues top one story. Here we go. Uh, early humans used okra and traded tools amid turbulent times in Africa 300,000 years ago. Uh, excavations at the, and I'm sorry for my pronunciation, Orlogisail Basin in southern Kenya point to wild climate extremes, earthquakes and volcanic activity during the past half million years. Uh, isn't that just so interesting that people were there 300,000 years ago uh, and were using tools? And selling them as well. And sounds, possibly trading, trading more of a barter system we've got mm. there. Would um, you count paper as a tool? Yes, uh, yes. As, a, as, as a journalist, I'd say it is a tool of communication. And as someone who's worked with paper, I would also say it is a tool. Okay, well, I'm looking at a piece of paper now, and it just made me think, like, that's one of those things that you don't think about, isn't it? Is paper a tool? It's one of, it, you, you know, it's one of those things that you think... I've never thought but about that. But they didn't that really before. have tool. They didn't have paper back then. They had tools, they didn't have paper. They had papyrus, which is where the word paper comes from. Well, some cultures had papyrus not every culture had papyrus we're talking about <laughs> well, a kenyan culture i don't know are you qualified to say that well she has the information in front of her and i'm on a radio show mm. we kind of have a bit of agency here okay well i mean i shouldn't be questioning bigger issues they are unbiased but what but what why do you think they were like the okra you're like why do you think they were trading that you know what what well, I think they just liked to trade. Like we, you know, why do we like to trade? Why do we like to go down Rundle Mall and it, just pick up stuff? Would you say it's kind of like, you know, trading card games? Maybe. Maybe trade. Maybe it's like uh, that, that, that great one Yu-Gi-Oh, you know? Yu-Gi-Oh, maybe yeah. you make kind of a little, a little flint uh, arrowhead and your friend trades you a, a little a flint dagger. Well, I wonder if, if there were charlatans back then that were, were trading in, in uh, you know, b- negative ways that were, that were kind of beating the system and, and mm. winning uh, in that way. Because I know when, when I was in primary school, I would trade Pokemon cards and I would get the little, uh, little uh, coins that you would get in Pokemon packs and I'd go to the, the younger children and I would trade my, my coins, which I knew were worthless but looked better than the cards, for some really good cards. Oh, wow, you really... Uh, were you bullying those kids, Lockie? I wouldn't say I'm, I'm bullying, and, and we will have our Bigger Issues episode on bullying. Uh, and, w- and you know what? We can ask on that episode. I don't want to be unbiased. Personally, oh, I would say I wasn't bullying, but we will get an expert in to verify this. Uh, that's interesting, Lockie. What was your favourite kind of... Uh, was it Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon? Definitely Pokemon. I was not a Yu-Gi-Oh person, uh, personally, Yu-Gi-Oh was a bit biased for me. Had a bit of a, a, of a right-wing bias oh. uh, in the way that it operated. I don't want to get too far into that, but definitely had some gambling elements to it, mm. um, which I wasn't very comfortable with as an unbiased. It person. was a lot more occultish, I'd say. Whereas something oh. like Pokemon was 
more reflected our nature and you know what it was about it was about nature and that's Mm. perfect for this episode that we've got here yep um and you know what you can definitely find some bats in pokemon you know what i'm talking about you go into a cave you find a lot of bats too many some listeners might exactly know what we're talking about yeah they say too many bats so Yu-Gi-Oh certainly was biased a bit towards the occult side of things we're not very biased we we don't go either way we're we we stick the uh, the middle path between the skeptics and the occultish uh, kind of people. Absolutely. All right. Are we ready for? Uh, I reckon we're ready for our top two. Top two. Uh, this is the top two bigger issues. Uh, the last male uh, northern white rhino has died uh, in Kenya. Uh, the world's last surviving male northern white rhino has died after months of poor health. They had to put him down, and he's only survived by his granddaughter and daughter. So I think. I think the toughest thing about that is having. Uh, Stephen Hawking died last week on the show and then the that white couple. rhino this week. It's like it just hit after hit. Like how many how how did how does the universe expect us to like take this? How do we recover from two great kind of one, one great species mm. and one great man? Mm. Look, I it sounds a bit morbid, it sounds a bit insensitive, but it does make you kind of top up like who had the the better influence? Uh, was it Stephen Hawking or was it this rhino? I probably heard about them a similar amount. I'd say. Yeah, it makes you think. Like, which one? Which one was better? I would have to say the rhinos probably made me laugh more when I watched videos of mm. them on YouTube. Mm. Especially white rhinos. I, I feel like I could well. relate to them a bit more. Certainly, I've been on good. safari before and I saw some rhinos and it really changed my life. Seeing seeing the life seeing these powerful majestic mm. creatures and creatures that were threatened in a way and, and and knowing that kind of mortality that exists within all biological creatures i mean we can ask our expert about this later but we will absolutely ask our guests about it later yeah it definitely had a kind of effect on me that hasn't gone away since i saw them uh very sad that they're dying but i wanted to say that it was kind of uh, confusing that this rhino was called Sudan and lived in Kenya in a place called Old Pajeda, which sounds like a Mexican or Spanish name, and then used to live in the Czech Republic. So it's just another one of the things that make, makes you go, what? What? You can't really work that out? You can't follow that line there, Lockie? Yeah. I know, we've lived in one place. You know, it's like, you know, it's like all of us. You know, we've all lived in different places. Mm. You know, Amy's from America. You're from Berry. We've all moved around. Exactly. We have it's- different heritage. You know, it's like someone uh, from from Adelaide being called like being called Sydney. You know, and maybe yeah. having having living in uh, in uh, what's that called Handorf. Mm. Handorf. You mm. know. Well, imagine I, my name was was um, uh, Sydney Canberra, and I lived in Handorf, and then I I moved to Adelaide. You would just be you'd be oh, scratching you, your head when you, you would be scratching your head. But it's also once it's explained to you, it's kind of you know it's quite. You know, you don't really think about it that much more. Okay, well, I've been out doing my live report, so I wasn't able to. Yeah, you were pretty full on there. You're pretty. You're, you have you caught up your breath? You, yeah, you caught it. I'm kind of. You know, the energy is is definitely. Uh, well, I think it's adrenaline that's kind yeah. of pushed me up to this kind of level. Yeah, yeah. No, it's super cool. Well, we've got also got one more news story. We've got one top three. One more top, top three. Top one. Top top one. But I think we should save that for when we have our guest on because I want to get uh, his expert analysis on it. Sure, sure. Uh, but first, we're going to talk a little bit about how bigger issues uh, predict. Uh, we we knew we knew we told you last we called week. It. We said who won the debate. That Stephen Marshall of the Liberal Party was going to win the SA election. Yeah. You know, what's your co- initial comments? 
Okay. Um, well, the election came as a surprise to a lot of people, not to the Bigger Issues hosts and not to our, our faithful listeners. And I, I've heard that since our uh, prediction of who is going to win, our, our listenership has, has um, quadrupled. Uh, these are just the stats that have been given to me. They just show up on the computer here. Yeah, yeah. yeah because um, obviously we predicted it so closely that it's just one of those things where people go, right, well, I mean, who's telling the truth here? Obviously, bigger issues. We predicted it flat out. Stephen Marshall win. Uh, and a lot of a lot of the commentators were saying it's going to be very close. It's going to be what, what's called a hung parliament. Sure, uh, sure. Which is where we're not sure who is the government because obviously you have to form an outright majority be- to become government. And uh, so bigger issues predicted a, a, a liberal government. And uh, look what happened. And look what happened. So most commentators were saying, hung parliament, we're not going to know for a couple of weeks, we're going to have to recount a couple of times to find out. But bigger issues, we were right on the money. Mm. And if that's not proof of an unbiased reporting system, I mean, we just looked at the facts, we found the answer. It's like doing a math equation. Mm. That's how unbiased we are. Yeah, um, this is what some people forget about politics and some people... I was reading an article today about Cambridge Analytica, and those are people that have kind of worked out that politics is kind of a math equation. But some other people that use it for good is bigger issues. Um, We know that there is an answer. There is an answer that is able to be found. You just look at the data, you piece it together. There are rules to this, all right? Mm. We found out that that Stephen Marshall and the Liberals would would form an outright majority and form government in, in SA. We can't help that people wouldn't believe us. Yeah, exactly. It's not our fault that people... When, uh, when, you were, when you were at the polling booth, did you sort of, you know, you know, bump the guy next to you and be like, oh, you know, bigger issue. What's Why are the, they what's even the, doing what's this? What's the point in voting? You well, know? We know who's going to win, yeah. The funny thing about that is the guy next to me was Stephen Marshall. Um, I was really? there uh, in Stephen Marshall's electorate. Stephen Marshall was standing around saying, oh, hello, I'm Stephen Marshall. Whatever. Wow. Um, but he, fa- he picked me out. He picked me out by my voice and he said, you guys have got it. Uh, Now, and he said, I'm not speaking on behalf of the Liberal Party. I'm not speaking as the leader of the Liberal Party. He said, I'm speaking as someone who knows politics. I've been in the game for a long time. And you, Lockie Blakey of Bigger Issues, and and to a further extent, the other members of Bigger Issues, know politics. Thank you. Yeah, we need that sort of acknowledgement. Yeah, and thank you, Stephen Marshall. And I just wanted to point out, I don't know if you've done this on the show yet, because I was out live, obviously, but uh, Nick Xenophon... We are, we are actually allowed to say the name of Nick Xenophon for a very Nick long Xenophon. time. Uh, well, why don't you say it as well, Nick Amy? Xenophon. Okay. Nick Xenophon. We're allowed to say the name. Uh, for a long time, for a very long time, I think this has been about four months now, we've been in what we thought were protracted legal battle uh, with SA Best, with the NXT, and with Nick Xenophon. Uh, we thought we weren't allowed to mention his name or his party names or anything about him, but uh, we were the whole time. Well, not, yeah, not only did it turn out that we totally were... But it's also kind of like, even if we couldn't now, like we probably still would because he's kind of a bit of a... He didn't, didn't really live up to his expectations, did he? Yeah, um, well, I mean, what, what else can you say about, about Nick Xenophon? Now, I was looking forward to removing the pokies because I thought that maybe with, with a vacuum in pubs nowadays, we could go straight to more live music and then mm. maybe we'd be able to do a Bigger Issues live show at the Austral. Uh, but unfortunately... Uh, it wasn't to be. Are there are there pokies at the Austral? Um, yeah, I'm sure. I, I think. Well, the Austral is is quite multi layered. It's, uh, it's, it's got about it's like five three, stories. Three. I thought it was three, but uh, 
<laughs> I think you'll find it's five stories. Are there like a basement as well? Or? Yeah, the basement is full of pokies and pokies. the third floor is full of pokies okay. as well. But then there's the fourth and fifth floor as well. Which one has the balcony, Lockie? Uh, that that would be the fifth floor because it is the highest floor and where else would you or put a balcony? That's absolutely what true. I should have thought of that. Isn't there like a pool as well somewhere? Um, hadn't heard about the pool, but there is a pool of wine at uh, the Austral. And a lot of people don't drink wine nowadays. No. But um, I think they should. It's part of being a South Aussie and it's also it's also quite cheap for the alcohol mm. content. Get on those carafes, hey? Yeah. Why do you think, where do you think the term carafe comes from? Um... I'm not Correct. sure, but I'm sure it comes from a brand name, and we're not allowed to talk brand names no. on Big Rich. But we can say Nick Xenophon. Yeah. Another name uh, that we can say is the guest that we've got, whose name is Callum McRae. Hey, Callum, how's it going? Uh, uh, not too bad. It's good, good to be here. Good to be in the studio. Okay. Well, Cal McRae is sort of what you call an expert in biology and also geology, but we're not really getting that much into geology tonight, I don't think. It's not really part of nature. Uh, what we're very concerned about is biology tonight, uh, animals and, and so forth. Um, Callum, can you give us a bit of background on what you know about, what you've been studying? Uh, so, I'm Callum. Um, I... Uh, I uh, have a have a bachelor of science, Ooh. dude. That's pretty cool. With a major in uh, evolutionary biology, Ooh. so <laughs> it's not bit of a Darwin fan. Not yeah. Well, he's a pretty big name, you know. He's kind of like the the like Michael Jordan, I guess you'd say, of biology. Um, Which sorry, who's Michael, Michael Jordan? Jordan. Michael Jordan, uh, he's, uh, he's, I think he plays like football or something, I don't know. Guys, he's, he's a guy. basketballer. I'm a, I'm a bit of a... You're a bit of a fan? I'm a bit of an NBA fan. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. So I guess it's kind of like he's the biggest in the NBA and Darwin is the biggest he's in... He's probably the biggest in, uh, in NBA, you know, probably. Isn't there a guy called like, like Kobe or something like that? Oh, you, uh, Kobe? Yeah, that's... No, I don't think he's that good. Uh, I'm a big... Big fan of Tim Tim Martin. Okay, that's, look, that's who I think okay. is the best. I've just got to say this, uh, and I don't want to seem biased towards my family, but I want to do a shout out to Austin Blakey. Uh, he he might be listening to the show. He's a big fan of NBA, and I just wanted to mention him. That's cool. That's cool. Well, that's an appropriate use. Of you've you've got a bachelor's radio. degree, uh, Calm, and I, I guess my question uh, is: so it's evolutionary biology. Does that kind of like assume that like evolution is like a real thing? Uh, well, it's, it's, uh, yes, is, is the, is that a bit no two ways he about might, it. He yeah, might need much. a little bit more time to talk, to think about this before he, isn't before that a, he is, Isn't it a bit presumptuous to name a degree after something so contentious? It's a little bit biased, I well, would just say. Mm. I know here we're not meant to be biased, but in, it's, it's very biased up there and they say, yes, this is, this is the way it oh, is. Oh, they just tell you yes and don't let you think for yourself. They just say, well... They say, if you don't think this way, get out. Stand up, get out. <laughs> it, it's sometimes shocking to hear this stuff, but but this when you real. within this the vacuum of bigger it. issues, it's like you just think everything's unbiased, but mm. then you go out there and you hear it's this crazy. kind of stuff. It's the real world. Well, I guess uh, part of the reason that we made it Nature Week this week, uh, it is bigger issues Nature Week. We don't know who else has sort of picked it up after us. Uh, but because uh, this Saturday is Earth Hour, today is Harmony Day, uh, earlier this month was Clean Up Australia Day. Uh, actually, on Tuesday, it was International Day of Happiness. I know the environment is very much linked to happiness. Uh, I guess that's a bit of a, you know, it's not psychology week. Um, but I guess my, my question to you, Callum, was how, how do you, in, in the science world, 
celebrate these sort of days? Uh, I mean, specifically like Clean Up Australia Day. Was that something that in in your conscious? Well, me personally, I didn't uh, realize that any of these days happened. Uh, I mean, I knew like I knew that like I was there for the day. I knew that uh, the sun was coming up, but I didn't know that that they were the things. But I'm sure I have you know. Uh, I'm sure do some you, people. Do you think they're still relevant in uh, in the Australian mind? Uh, maybe that's maybe I don't know. Uh, I'm I maybe. Callum, to go back to one of Tom's earlier points, do you think that happiness and nature are intertwined? Well, uh, see, sometimes there's a lot of grim uh, grim aspects of nature. Oh, you know, I didn't know zebras that. get eaten by lions. Oh, tapeworms infect people. You know, polio, that's technically nature. Is it? But also, so is a lot of great things. Like, uh, I mean, uh, you know, like uh, dogs and cats. Oh, wait. Language warning if he's going to say, if he's going to say sex. Okay. Language warning. We say intercourse in the science realm. We say, (laughs) okay. Language warning. We don't use the S word. Okay. So. Except when identifying, uh, like, you know. We, yes, we say we say like, it, what's it, what is it? Sex. We don't say does it have sex. Yeah. You would say does it have intercourse? Yes, and usually the answer is yes when you're talking about animals. They usually do. What, what's uh, probably an, what's an example of something that you don't necessarily expect to have intercourse, but it does? Uh, I don't know. A barnacle. barnacle. They have they have uh, big members as well. Barnacles, twelve times the length of their body. So there you go. Ah, oh, this is a bit. This is a bit M rated for for bigger issues. I think we should we should we kind should of tone it down. Tone it down. I'm sorry. Um, well, so you kind of miss uh, Clean Up Australia Day. But what about Earth Hour this this Saturday? Is have you is there anything that's going on in the in this in the world of science that sort of you um, turn off those power switches? I'm sure a lot of uh, scientists are just going to get on board and just turn turn off some light switches. Do you often leave your light switches on in your house? Uh, I've I, sometimes I've tried to kind of. Improve, improve that, you know. Um, I try to keep on top of that, but sometimes, you know, you slip up. Mm, sure. Everyone so, makes mistakes. Callum, I've got to ask, what do you know about bats and uh, specifically Adelaide bats? Uh, well, there's, uh, I think a lot of people call them flying foxes, the ones that are in Adelaide, but they're not foxes, they are bats. Uh, they are, there's a big colony of them, they go out every night. If you have, sometimes if you look up in the sky, you can see them. I told you. I told you. And uh, they eat fruit. He said at night. You didn't stay long enough at night. This is technically... This is night. It's six o'clock. It's the, the difference is as well is that it's... Do you think the bats know that it's not light? It's not good journalism to say, oh, I'm going out to, to talk to some bats tonight, and then there's no bats. You told me to run this story. You told me to run this story. You put like five minutes of effort yeah, into it. Yeah, we can't help that you didn't like properly re- do your research on when the bats were coming They're out. not very hard to find. Really? Yeah, but they're wow, there, from the so expert's mouth, Lockie, not very hard to find. Okay, as an expert, do you think that Tom shouldn't have told me to go out and run a story on the bats at six o'clock when we started the episode instead of like later on in the episode when it got darker? Um, it's, that's not really my area of expertise. Uh, yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you, what, what's like a what's a typical bat do in its daily life? A typical bat uh, will sleep upside down for most of the day, and then when the time is right when the time is night, okay, uh, they will go out and they will, eat. sometimes, if they're fruit bats, they go and eat fruit. 
if they are, you know, micro bats, small bats, they'll usually eat insects. And uh, some of them use echolocation. Not all of them do. Can some you, of them can do. Can you describe echolocation to us? So it's like they do little like... Well, it doesn't Ooh. sound like that, but kind of like if a human were to try and echolocate, they'd do something like can that. You so it you again? make it like that. You make a little, you make a little sound and you need really good hearing. That's why they have big weird ears. Mm. So, they can kind of, so they can kind of tell like... So the sound like bounces off something so they can tell where stuff is, you know, uh, without... In the dark because they hang out in the dark, so they can. So they don't need they don't need light to know what's where. They can just make noises and then you know. I've got another question cool. for for Callum. Uh, you know, as the the expert on on animals and bats and and whatnot, um, I told Tom that I was worried about getting rabies from from the bats when I went out and did this story tonight. Is that a legitimate concern? Should you be worried about getting rabies? From I think it would have been a legitimate concern if there were bats. In, uh, that's, well, I mean, if there's no bats, there's no rabies. Well, sorry, go, can you not go, on, on, go on with this hypothetical anyway? So, well, I mean, there's no rabies in Australia, I'll tell you that straight up. It's not a thing. SARS, maybe. I don't know if that's, uh, that's, that's the bat disease, I think. SARS, you can get that. Okay. Uh, can you get a vaccination for that? Uh, probably. Should we have that? I'm a bit uh, worried well, now. If, I, I mean, if you're going to interact with bats, you should definitely look into whether or not bats in your local area have SARS and whether or not you can get vaccinated. And if there are SARS and you can't get vaccinated, maybe think again about interacting with these bats. Hmm. SARS, sudden attack respiratory disease? Reaction, I think it is. I don't, I don't know. There's you two R's. <laughs> okay, so our expert doesn't know. Well, someone asked our expert to come in. I'm and, not an uh, expert in abbreviations. Thank you. What are you an expert in, Cal? Just, uh, or, uh, just the, uh, all the all of the earth and nature. Mm. Well, Callum, I've got an earth and nature question for you. Uh, you know, population pressure—that's a big problem for sustainability, for kind of keeping everything going. Uh, I've got uh, ABC did a nice little kind of overview on different scientists, different kind of doctors' opinions on. You know, how many kids should we be having? How many kids do you think we should be having? Can I interrupt this and... and Number three. That's right. That was the Bigger Issues top three. Uh, This was the number third story uh, of today. And so, yes, go on, Callum. What about population? Uh, Well, uh, basically, it depends on how quickly you die. If you live really long and you have a lot of kids, and they have a lot of kids before you die, then the population is going to go up. But if you say you have, like, you and your partner have two kids, but then you die straight away, the population will stay the same. So if you plan to live a long time, have less kids. If you live fast, die young, yeah, it's, you can probably get away with having a few more. Uh, Calm. that's not what I've got here. I've got Lynn Bender, who's a psychologist, who says having children is a supreme act of hope. Uh, and she says, like planting a tree, having children is an expression of hope, and this will help our environment. So what do you have to say? Well, I think she should stick to the realms of psychology and oh. not dabble in areas outside her expertise. Are there often issues between psychologists and, what were you, an evolutionary biologist? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, well, we just don't, we did, just don't really have much to do with each other. Oh, and, yet, keep and her, yet Lynn's keep having her. something to do with kind of your discussion. Yeah. Well, that's, see, that's what I have a problem with, because we, we kind of, you're not meant to. This Lynn, 
has kind of, you know, gone outside her sphere and made just big claims. Are there times when you think you know a bit more about psychology than a psychologist? Uh, yes. Can you give an example? Uh, like, I get uh, just, pff, I don't know, Freud. What's the, what's, what an idiot. Ah, oh, so you're saying psychologists uh, agree with Freud, but that you know more because you disagree with Freud. Uh, I say they think, oh, he's not. He's a great guy. I say, you know what? I don't think he's that. I don't. He was. I don't think he's a great guy. I there was a movie about him, and you can see that he's not a great guy. Sorry, expert. I think this is a. It's a very good example of of how bigger issues is unbiased, because we bring this expert on, and he starts attacking the psychological profession. And we're sticking up for them, aren't we? By, by uh, pointing holes in No, we're not going to let her just get taken down by some environmental you know, biologist, evolutionary... Maybe Lynn uh, Bender's right. And maybe the uh, scientific community needs to sort of get over itself. It's not always right, you know. Um, uh, I, yeah, that's I what guess. I thought. Yeah, Rendered yeah. speechless. That's what I thought. I've been, yeah, sorry. Well, we've also got, like, another expert who likes to call in on, I guess, quite a regular basis. We've had him in on uh, every show that we've done so far, and that is a good friend of ours, Baker Boy. Uh, we don't know exactly, you know, what his... Uh, we don't know if he has a graduate degree, you know, not that obviously... Some fancy, you know... Some some little piece of paper that, you know... That, uh, Supposedly, they're teaching you black and white, yes or no, but uh, he does have knowledge, you but, know. Uh, Baker Boy, uh, he's from Arnhem Land... He makes uh, cool music, and you're going to hear about a bit of bit of that in our segment intro. Before we ask him one of uh, our sort of more important questions, that obviously Callum might not be able to, you know, answer. Everyone say, hit it, DJ. <laughs> let's go, let's go. I'm a proud black jungle boy with the killer flow. Listen to the energy, listen to it blow. Hey. It's Baker Boy's buzz. It's Baker Boy's Buzz. Uh, we've got Baker Boy on the phone. Are you there, Baker Boy? Sorry, cutting out. Oh, oh Baker Boy. Cutting out. Here we go. Dude, I reckon... Baker Boy, come on. Well, you, I think you're cutting out every week. Come on. Yeah, we're, we've still... No, we've, we see on the phone. We've still got him on the line. Uh, Baker Boy, how do you... How do you keep going forward when the environment just keeps putting you down? It says, you know, the ozone's cracking... Everything's, you know, population. We got scientists not knowing what they're talking about. How how do you sort of push forward with that? We and you know just live live the dream and loving life, you know, and all that, and keep going forward and stuff like you know all that positive stuff. All that positive stuff, yeah, cool. That's great advice. Keep no. going forward. Thanks, Baker you're right. Boy. It does just keep pushing us down. Baker boy, what do you what did you reckon about my life report? Oh, is he there? No. Oh, I think we've no, lost him. We we lost him. <laughs> He never wants to talk about my stuff, though. No, I mean, I guess, you know, me and Amy were the people who sort of met him and sort of said, you know, oh, we do bigger issues. Like, he doesn't really know who you yeah, are. Yeah, but so I bought him two jugs last time we saw him. Yeah, but, you know, we don't really... We don't see him that often, and I guess he probably doesn't really remember you. <laughs> well, I mean, if Stephen Marshall knows who I am, then... <laughs> I mean, they're very different people, you know. Baker Boy's big in the art scene... Uh, Stephen Marshall's a big politician, you know. He was an artist before he was a politician. Different, different realms. What kind of art did he make? Uh, it was visual. It was visual art. Visual art, right. Well, any any particular uh, area? Any particular kind of images? I think it was like pastels. 
pastels of anything in particular? Like still lifes. Still lifes. Still lifes. Sure. It's like wow. fruit, fruit and stuff like that. Yeah. Callum, I don't know. Well, I've seen it before. Callum, do you do any art? Do you dabble? I know science, you know. They, it's kind of opposed to the arts. They are kind of opposed. They but are in conflict, yes. Uh, do you ever... Do you do explore I, that conflict? Uh, uh, sometimes. I find myself doodling a lot. I'll do some quite intricate little little drawings sometimes. You know, little funny little pictures that make me kind of laugh. But I don't... You know, I don't... Um, I don't. I don't. I didn't go to art school. I don't. I don't really hang out with artists. Uh, so no, really. It's, I mean, well, maybe, kind of, maybe, sort of. But uh, no, no, no visual arts. The the word on the street is that uh, you're a bit of a dinosaur guy. Uh well, you know, shouldn't aren't we all? Aren't aren't we all? No, no, I don't I, like I dinosaurs. Don't. I, well, I, I'm a big fan of the Jurassic series, but oh, probably not a big fan of here we dinosaurs. Go. Well, you wouldn't have that series without dinosaurs, would you? So they well, could have substituted another. Yeah, substitute it with with mammoths or something like that. Mammoths didn't exist. Maybe trilobites, maybe maybe like a ammonite. All right, don't try and don't try and bring him down yeah, by yeah. Can, using can big stop words. Attacking and very negative, very negative tonight. Okay, well, you had a question about I had the Jurassic question. series. Calm. There's a new. Jurassic Park movie coming out. It's called Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It looks to be one of the best in the series and one of the best movies that's coming out this year. Uh, a very interesting, dark, however, uh, but interesting and kind of adventurous film. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it has Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard and it looks to be one of the better films that's coming out this year and you should definitely give, check it out if you can. Uh, however, I just wanted to ask a question. In this new Jurassic film... Callum, should there be feathers on the dinosaurs? Well, the standing uh, opinion in the scientific community is that most dinosaurs probably had feathers. Um, so, from an academic standpoint, yes, but they don't look as they don't look as good. So maybe for the audiences, they'd prefer like big, like Godzilla-looking dinosaur instead. I think they look better because then they look like chickens, and that's that's relatable to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Look, the Jurassic Park canon dictates that the dinosaurs need to have zero feathers. Uh, in Jurassic Park three, there were small quills on top of the Velociraptors. Uh, but I wouldn't call that feathers, and I, I just wouldn't say that it's appropriate in a new Jurassic Park film. Well, that's a really interesting opinion. Uh, I, I would, I would, pro I would prefer feathers as well. What about you, Tom? I, I, I haven't seen them. I don't know what Jurassic Park is. I know. Oh, you're not much of a movie was, buff. Well, no, that no. I like movies. There was some guy in my high school who sort of like was a bit obsessed, and I think. Oh, it, he was a freak. Oh, it kind of put me off the whole thing like yeah. I was he was kind of like oh everyone everyone look at me look at me I'm he doing he was really intense about and it was, sounds bad and I was just kind of like <laughs> do you remember that guy looking yeah well, he had the same kind of opinions as me except probably less of a Jurassic World fan didn't really like Jurassic World not sure why uh, I like them all if they're if they're an addition to the series then I Did love you, them you, no matter you, what I think I saw you and him in the library once kind of like we had a fan fanboying over it yeah, and you know what? The uh, <laughs> I should bring it up now because I, I wanted to this whole time. Malcolm Middleton 
is a big fan of Jurassic Park. We've got in contact. We've talked about this whole issue. Oh, so you've He's coming in next week. He's coming in next week, all right? Party episode next week, by the way. Party episode. Uh, if you want to come and join in on our party episode, give us a mention on Bigger Issues uh, Facebook or Bigger Issues uh, ADL on Twitter. Uh, we would love to have you here at our party. We Malcolm Middleton is going to be there. We won't let him spoil it, though. We won't let him bring us down. No. We won't, you know... So what you're saying is you've kind of connected with him over Jurassic... Absolutely not. The guy is a total negative influence on, on the world. What but, he said about you, us was slanderous. But, but you just said you like Jurassic Park and he likes Jurassic Park. Isn't that a bit of a conflict of interest? So what? We, all, we both breathe oxygen as well. He's the, he is one of the you, most negative influences on the world. Is breathing oxygen a choice, Lucky? Is it, is it Callum? Um, you can hold your breath if you want to. How long for? Uh, well, uh, you usually pass out after maybe a few minutes. So... It, you can choose not to for a little bit. Otherwise, I it, mean, you might die otherwise. But. Yeah, it sounds like it's not a choice to me, whereas liking Jurassic Park is... Okay, irrelevant. All I want to say is that after I reached out last episode, I said, you're in trouble if you don't get in contact with us. He got in contact with us. That's a promise fulfilled, all right? And he's going to be uh, there next week at the party episode. And uh, we're going to have... Uh, you know, I mean, it's going to be a good time, regardless of uh, who's there, I think. Uh, we were just talking about... Uh, arts and sciences colliding and one thing that you uh, we found on your uh, Instagram account was that you like playing guitar and uh, we thought you know why not uh, get a bring a guitar in we'll do a bit of a surprise so we thought we'd bring a guitar in and uh, are you ready to, to play an environment song uh, yes I am I've uh, been working very hard on this song have you ever now. just thought of calling yourself a scientist musician um, well, I would say a musician-scientist because I would want the noun in that to be scientist and the adjective to be musician. Wow, absolutely wonderful. Okay, well, I'm gonna, we're going to do a bit of a setup here. Uh, do you want to maybe uh, tell a joke while we set up here, Lockie? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I had another joke to tell uh, this week just for you guys. Uh, I noticed the extremely positive reaction, and I noticed a lot of the people that were positive reacting to my joke were often saying that, uh, the bottle story was completely irrelevant to bigger issues and shouldn't have been told. I didn't. Well, see let's get on with the like joke. That. Okay. Well, I'd just like to tell a joke uh, uh, about a radio host. Okay. So a radio host walks into a show called Bigger Issues and starts talking about a story about a message in a bottle that's a hoax and an irrelevant story uh, in the top three. Uh, news stories section of the show. Sure, sure, sure. That's a joke in itself, isn't it? That was my joke this week. Lucky, that's really that's some really aggressively pointed uh, jokes there. I don't understand. We asked you to prepare a joke. And this is Callum McRae with his nature song. Do you want to sort of maybe just do a bit of an intro on, on what you named it, what it's about? So this, this one's called um, uh, Love Mother Earth uh, in E minor. Thanks so much. Um, and here we go. Save the trees, save the bees, save the creatures under the sea. Save the trees, save the bees, the world is home to you and me. Save the trees, save the bees, save the creatures under the sea. Save the bees, save the trees. The world is home for you and me. You sing along. Save the trees. Save the bees. 
Save the creatures under the seas. Save the bees. Save the bees. The world is home to you and me. Great. All right. Yay. Wonderful. That Callum, was... what did you call that again? Uh, uh, loving, love Mother Nature, I think. Dude, I reckon that's going to go up the charts. A real science expert. A real a artist. Real, a real musician scientist. Okay. Obviously, realistically not going to go up the charts, but a, a good song nonetheless and, and a, a very good relevant song for this week's episode of Bigger Issues, Nature. I think he kind of redeemed out himself uh, in our eyes. You know, we yeah, sort of had absolutely. doubts whether he was an actual expert, but uh, he's, he's an expert. I am an expert. Well, there you go. And he pulled it through with a song. Uh, and we are Bigger Issues on 101.5. And that was Save, save the Trees? Save the that was lo- save Love the Mother. Uh, save, the, uh, save the Trees is Love the Mother. lyrics. <laughs> he said it twice, Amy. Come on. Love Mother. Sorry, I was just so wrapped up in the lyrics. Mm. But yeah, uh, I guess you know to do a bit of a bit of a, a wrap up. Wrap it up. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Oh, nah. All right, it's now time for the worst segment on bigger issues, uh, where we wrap it up. Oh, come on, Lockie. We've talked about this segment. and We agreed that we'd do it a third time. Yeah, well, you I'm allowed you to, to do it a third time. Segment though. You agreed at least do you not like to it, be Karen? negative. Um, it's, it sounds like a good concept. I, I, I don't really know much about it, though. Wrap it up. Well, we're about to wrap it up. It's like, kind of like lollies, you know. Usually you unwrap them, but today on Bigger Issues, we're wrapping them up. Well, if you make your own content like we do at Bigger Issues, you wrap up your it's, own content. So, someone has to lollies. wrap up the lollies. You get them wrapped, but someone has to That's wrap true. them up. That's true. Whether it be yourself or that person you pay in, like, the mall when you buy gifts for Christmas and you kind of, like, pay them to wrap it up for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, moving back to wrap it up. What are we wrapping up today, Tom? Well, we talked about nature. We had Calum, our uh, expert, on. And if you want to get in touch with Calum, we'll, uh, I guess we'll put a link to his, uh, his research on our Bigger Issues Facebook page, which is at Bigger Issues ADL, uh, which stands for Adelaide, because we are uh, the most unbiased news current affairs program in northern and southern Adelaide. Uh, but, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, any final words? Well, you can catch us next week on the party episode, and if you want to join the party, please message us. We'd love to have you here. We're going to have free drinks. We're going to have a lot of, of nice big. nibbles, and we're going to have a lot of good music. It's going to be really fun, good vibes. What's this last song? This last song is Sturgill Simpson in Bloom. It's a cover of Nirvana, and it just really changes it up in a unique and interesting way. We'll see you guys next week.